0: as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge.
1: Welcome to the FDH Lounge.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. We have with us here today good friend and fellow FDH Lounge dignitary, Russ Cohen and proprietor of Sportsology, joining I, Rick Morris, From the FDH Lounge. This is part nine of our Coronavirus Crisis 2020 series. We're doing streaming recommendations for uh, TV streaming services. We're going to be getting into the comedy, drama, and documentary genres here today. We did a pro wrestling one with FDH Lounge dignitary Jake Digman previously, but uh, Russ and I are going to be breaking down our picks and the picks of some other FDH Lounge dignitaries. In these different categories, uh, Russ, I want to thank you for having submitted your ballot. Uh, you had some good and uh, very thought-provoking options in your different categories. I appreciate
1: that. I, you know, I, I'm probably a little bit of a different bird, but I mean, certainly have you know some extra time on my hands like everybody else, and uh, I've been streaming
0: like hell. <laughs> Well, I am fortunate to be somebody where, especially with all the FDH stuff that I have in addition to all the other work in my life, I'm very fortunate that I'm somebody who's a multitasker. I can watch things, I can be streaming things at the same time, except for when I'm writing. If I'm writing, if I'm doing something deeply creative, I can't really do that. But otherwise, yeah, Yeah, I I can do that even if I'm writing. Really? Oh, you're you're better than me. And I didn't know anybody that was better than me at that. Okay, yeah. When it when it comes to writing, I gotta kinda hunker down. But uh yeah, anything short of that, I I, I have something on, I need to have something on. And this is a point in time you and I just discussed this off air where uh due to the COVID nineteen situation, we are not gonna be getting much in the way of original programming for quite some time. It's it's a little bit less Uh, Noted out there, then I mean, the absence of sports is right now is so glaring that that's the number one thing people latch on to. But also, partially because the TV season is still ongoing, people it hasn't really hit them yet that you know it's a finite supply of everything and that finite supply is about to come to an end. And uh, you know, there's not going to be too much stuff out there. So, ironically, as society is slowly reopening we are still going to be needing to have stuff to watch because there's going to be precious little of it coming. It's kind of a lag effect in that way.
1: There will be a lag effect that way. There's, there's no question. I mean, I don't think anything starting before July on Major League Baseball or something. So, And I really wonder if Major League Baseball will even come back. I think they, they've shown me both. I have the least amount of uh, confidence in them, so I, I, I'm with you on this.
0: Well, we talked about that off air, too, and I said to you, I think there's a lot of hubris there, this notion of doing it in all the different home cities and everything like that. To me, the only thing that makes sense in any sport right now is the whole biodome thing, such that Adam Silver was talking about, where he's talking about doing it at one site or two. If you're not looking at that as the next option, and then maybe you can expand out uh, if and when, but again... This thing ain't over yet. We might all be reopening. We've sort of come to that point where, again, the economic damage is so overwhelming at this point. I, I get that it's a necessity, but it's a necessity to do it in a smart way, which I think, unfortunately, is not happening in a lot of places. But nevertheless, people are getting the message that, hey, life is getting back to normal. Not exactly, folks. Not at all. Not if you're paying attention, it's not. No. And... You know, you being there on the uh, the East Coast, you have seen it maybe a little bit more up close uh, than some of us uh, on America's North Coast. We've been fortunate here; uh, it has not hit as bad. We were one of the early states to kind of clamp down. We were one of the early states to clamp down on sporting events as well. Uh, the fact that we had March Madness that was supposed yeah. to be here that forced the governor's hand as far as stepping in. So we are, as we record this, not quite two months into the the real severe part of the A whole sort of lockdown that we've been under and uh, again people have been needing options for stuff to watch as we've said this will continue to be the case for some time to come and at the FDH Lounge we are here for you we got this kind of stuff we got the recommendations we're going to do three categories here today comedy drama and documentaries we'll start out with comedy recommendations. Uh, you, Russ Cohen, your three recommendations you gave were Shit's Creek, Will and & Grace, and Fleabag. I admit to not knowing a whole lot about the last one. I know a decent amount about the first two.
1: Well, I mean, let's go Schitt's
0: Creek, though, because it sure. seemed
1: like for a while I was the only one watching. Okay. A lot of people really caught on late. Like, they really did. It, it seems like a lot of people just started watching it maybe a year ago, maybe this year. Uh, maybe because it's a Canadian series. I, I first was watching it on pop. And then I found a way to get it in season, as as you would like to say, on on CBC. Then I lost that ability. But then luckily, I think it was season three, they started to bridge the gap. And it was at the same time um, for uh, Pop and for CBC. And then, you know, I'll just watch reruns of it on Netflix. But it, it's a brilliant show. Uh, I saw them on tour. They actually did a tour. Really? And it was great. Yeah, Eugene Levy, Dan Levy. Catherine O'Hara, Emily Hampshire, and Noah Reed were all on tour, uh, and it was great. Like, they told stories of the show, they they answered questions from the crowd, it was really good. I mean, uh, Noah Reed sang, like, there was a whole thing going on, but this show is great. It's it's great because um, it's just, like, the family, the dysfunctional family Mm -hmm. is perfect, and the fact that Dan Levy and Eugene Levy and Sarah Levy are all related probably, made it even better chemistry-wise, so to me, it's a, you have to watch it. Like, even, just, even if you don't like the first couple episodes, stay with it. I'm telling you, it's worth it.
0: You know, it's one that I've been meaning to check out, and I will take your recommendation, because I really enjoyed a lot of SCTV from back in the day, so, as far as Eugene Levy, Levy and uh, Catherine O'Hara, I'm a fan anyway, so yeah, I really need to check it out.
1: So, Flip caught me by surprise. That was one that I caught on to late and it looks like there's only going to be two seasons they're not going to be three um but it's another one of those really good bbc shows like again bbc really does a great job i'm 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 telling you and i'm not saying this to be a jerk there's nothing that can match a good bbc show if you catch the right thriller drama. Match it. Like a good example would be like Granite, but uh, even though it's a Netflix show, it's like BBC related. Those shows are just great. And, and Phoebe Walter Bridge, I had to look up her name because I, no, actually that's a creative. Um, oh no, and yeah, and she's this car, that's right. She's fantastic. Like she's so good in this. It's, it's funny, it's gritty, um, it really is offbeat, but I think people would love it.
0: I have a British sitcom recommendation, and my honor will mention that is at the extreme other end of the sophistication spectrum from what you were just talking about. So we'll get to that uh, subsequently. The three options, we, we had uh, votes from FDH lounge dignitaries John Adams, Chris Galloway, Ron Glasnap, and Dave Adams. I'm going to run through theirs collectively before I get to mine. John Adams' three were Seinfeld, Flight of the Concords, and Chuck. Johnny is a huge Chuck guy. Uh, Chris Galloway, he also voted Fleabag. He voted uh, The Good Place and Rick and Morty. Uh, Ron now, old school on all of his. MASH, Friends, and The Dick Van Dyke Show. I'm not sure on the first and the third one where you would even necessarily stream those, but I'm sure you can find them somewhere. I
1: think uh, Big Bang Night show you can get on t
0: v Okay.
1: Um, not sure about Nash. But some of these like I- I'm really shocked that people haven't watched them already. Like if you haven't seen Seinfeld in some way, shape, or form at this point in your life, I don't know. You have not living.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean I, I'm a completist. Uh, I, I've seen it all over the years. Uh for Dave Adams, uh, he goes with Seinfeld, Cheers and the Big Bang Theory. So those are the uh, ones from any of those guys. And any additional thoughts on uh, what those four guys uh, recommended? I
1: mean, I think most of it. I'm not a big carry guy.
0: I, I try. I'm oh, not but, big uh, either. Yeah. I couldn't care less.
1: I mean, Seinfeld's one of the great ones of all time. Were there some off seasons? Yeah. You know, I think they they could have done better, but but there were like I forget how many seasons were there Sick?
0: Uh yeah, I think so.
1: So if there were six, I want to say there were four great. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so I get that. But, people who don't get that, the observational humor is always funny. It never gets old. It, it's pretty timeless. He doesn't have to get
0: overly graphic or dirty, although they have some episodes that are funny that way. But, sure, the contest. Um, but a lot of times, what was good about that show is, they would be like three concurrent things going on at once. Yep.
1: And you have to, you know, sort of keep an eye on them all like a three-ring circus. That's what I really liked. You know one more that's off the beaten path, mm-hmm. and you can look up any one of this guy's shows. You can look up his stand up. There's a show called Man Down, it's um a British sitcom. Huh. And Greg Davies, anything he's in,
0: is great. Okay, very but Greg
1: Davies is this big, giant guy. Look him up on Netflix, he's done like two or three really
0: good series. All right, definitely worth noting. And uh, as far as uh, my options that I have here for my three, and this was this was very very tough on all of mine making the the cutoff. But for me, it was uh, the Office American version uh, in first place on my list, a very close second. I never thought I would love anything as much as I love the Office, but Letter Kenny on Hulu is damn close. Letter Kenny is right there uh, neck and neck. I tried
1: Letterkenny once. I wasn't big the Office.
0: It uh letter Kenny, I'm telling you, if you hang in there, you might really enjoy it. Or or there are certain ones in particular. Uh I will say too, uh, we don't fight at weddings. I'll recommend if you don't love it after we don't fight at weddings, then you you won't love it. But I think that's the first one of season okay. five. Uh and another one that I have enthusiasm for that I know you don't have as much enthusiasm for, and that is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I've watched the entire yeah. thing like a dozen times through. Can't get enough of it. I
1: told you, I got so annoyed being at a taping for one of them. <laughs> it annoyed the hell out of me. I was trying to write, and, and they were just like getting the crowd to scream and, and everything else because it was out a flyer game. And I was like, oh, i
0: got to get this work
1: done. Just shut up. See no, I don't like the
0: show. one man's mark out moment, which that would be my ultimate mark out moment if I was there for that. It it actually just annoyed you, which you know yeah. what that you know what that reminds me of. That reminds me that I think this is when my parents were still dating. I think on the timeline, but back in the '60s, Sonny Siebert throws a no hitter for the Tribe. They were at the game and they were bored out of their skulls because there was nothing happening. So yeah. one man's trash is another man's treasure, Russ Cohen. But I also want to say
1: this. The way I read it for these top series, mm-hmm. it's more of like what I've streamed the last couple of years rather than what I've watched over my life. Sure. That's sort of the way I took
0: this. Okay, yeah. I mean, if people can take this anyway. Which, by the way, we noted when yeah. we were doing the wrestling one. I will personally take responsibility uh, for any misunderstanding here. All of the ultra-modern recommendations on wrestlers that you gave, I didn't just mean wrestlers of today. Because we were going through it, me and okay. Jake Digman, I was kind of like, Ooh, I think if Russ understood this the way that I meant it, he would have put down like Bruno or a couple of these guys. No, that's okay. That's okay. I just I take responsibility uh for that one. Seinfeld is the first one on my uh, honorable mention list, which by the way, my favorite episode, I I thought the last season was one of their best, if not their best. My all-time favorite, Russ, top to bottom, to me you can't beat the voice. And and the funny thing is is that uh yeah. The voice part of it was one of the less compelling storylines. To me, it's Giant Ball of Oil and Darren the Intern. I mean, and and, and George with, uh, you know, being locked out of his company. That one, to me, is the best. But along very similar humor, something I've just recently...
1: I'll tell you, you, honestly, (laughs) my favorite episode, I think, was from the first season. And it was sort of in the vein of the honeymooners. It was the one with the air conditioner.
0: Okay. And they couldn't find their car in the parking lot. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Elaine had a fish, and she's watching her fish, and they're, you know, I I just, to me, that was like, you know what? Really hard
0: to pull off because they never left that one area. Right. The whole show was that one, you know? So I thought that was kind of brilliant. That's true. It 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 was. Uh, I'm going to run through the rest of mine. This is on on my honorable mention. This is kind of a lengthy list. So any of these ones here, uh, when I when I do the list, uh, we could circle back and get any of the ones that you if you want to talk about them. Uh, something I've actually gotten access to recently and gotten to see, which I greatly enjoy, much along the lines of Seinfeld would be Curb Your Enthusiasm, of course. Uh, Rick and Morty, which was also on Chris Galloway's list. The League, which particularly for any fantasy sports player, you got to love that. The League, it has a lot in common with Curb and some uh, cross-pollination in terms of the creative of it. Uh, trailer, yeah, I'm not big on either. You're not, you're not big? Okay. No, I love both of those. You're probably not big on this next one either. Trailer Park Boys? No, not big on it. Okay. I think we're going to break the streak. Frazier. Yeah, I like Frazier. Okay. Frasier's all right, good show. There you go. Uh, Short Poppies, it's a New Zealand one-season show. Uh, I don't I've know. If, okay. Don't know if you can even find it anymore. Uh, same thing with the librarians. It's an Australian sitcom about uh, folks working in a library. It, it reminds me very much of The Office. It's the same thing with the same okay. kind of manager in charge. Great humor. Okay. Santa Clarita Diet, South Park, The Simpsons, Arrested Development, Atlanta. I'm probably the whitest person in the world that watches Atlanta. <laughs> uh, the Larry Sanders Show, Key and Peele. Oh.
1: All right, so, I, I mean, um, there was one that you said, like, four ago that just put my mind now that I really did, like... Um,
0: Arrested Development? No, before that. Okay. Uh, Santa Clarita Diet? Uh, uh, no, no.
1: like that. South
0: Park, Simpsons, Larry Sanders?
1: Simpsons. Okay. I mean, obviously Simpsons. Okay, but Larry Sanders, um, it's interesting because I've seen bits and pieces of episodes, and, and this is before the pandemic, and... Because I didn't have HBO for years, and so this just wasn't anything really grabbing me other than that show. But one time I was online and I saw that I could buy every episode for like
0: twenty bucks. Wow! So I
1: did it, and we watched them all, and it was just a brilliant show. Like it's so good, it's
0: ridiculous. He was so—I I was a big Gary Shanley fan. Anyhow, me too. But he, it was such a good show. Rip Torn is just yes, tremendous. Yes. Rip Torn is one of the funniest people ever. Uh, God rest his soul. And uh, Gary Shambling as well. I agree with you uh, on that. Uh, Kroll Show, uh, which to me might be maybe the greatest sketch show of all time. I love it. Uh, Party Down, a very, very underrated show from stars. Uh, A show that is Really funny, but probably would be very hard to watch right now. The Last Man on Earth. I think a lot of it might hit a little too close to home, especially I episode 1.1. It, oh, it's great. I, I love it. There's so much, There to me, there's just so much great funny stuff about it. Uh, Parks and Recreation, Entourage, and the one that I said is at the exact opposite end of the spectrum. It's British, but in terms of sophistication, you can catch just about the entire series of The Young Ones on YouTube. Love that show. I
1: remember that from a long time ago. I did watch that. Park to Wreck I wasn't big on. I watched the special the other day, and that was
0: okay. Still haven't Um, seen the special. Yeah, I'm saving that.
1: There was one in the middle. What was in the middle?
0: Um, Um, Entourage?
1: Entourage. I mean, everybody in the world watched it, but... uh, And it was pretty good. The movie was horrible.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. But it, uh, again, to me... Uh, you know, Jeremy Piven, Ari Gold is one of the greatest characters in the history yeah. of anything. I mean, I could just, oh yeah, I could just pay to watch, you know, three hours of that guy ranting about stuff, incomparable. So, there's our list for comedies. For drama, I will start with you, Russ. Uh, your three recommendations were A Million Little Things, Ozark, and Manifest. Of the three, the only one I've seen is Ozark, and I love it. I just finished season three.
1: Yeah, Ozark is just tremendous. I mean, what a great series. I, I remember I found it originally like by accident. And I, I, I'll admit it. I watched it because it Jason Bateman. I'm like, alright, look. Yeah, I'm a Jason fan. Bateman's per, he's pretty good at stuff.
0: Let's watch it. And right. It, it, I mean, it's beyond pretty good. It's And Laura Livy's probably good in everything. I can yes. say
1: that too, because she's an excellent actress. But this is really different for her, I thought. Far sure. Price. And it, it's just unbelievable everybody's great in it Julia Garner is great in it um I really love it it's and that's why I didn't put him in any order if I put him in
0: order that would be my favorite of the three okay you know a million little things is interesting because of the way it it's one of those shows that ties everything in I guess um guy with the mustache and beard I forget his name but he was in sight I guess he was one of the big stars of sight oh okay he's, um, he's really good in that it, it's a
1: Come about on that show, and it's cerebral at times. it's you, they don't give you everything; they sort of spoon feed you stuff, and you have to sort of you know deal with that. There is eventual payoff. It's
0: maybe a little bit more than lost, but not a lot. Okay. It, it
1: almost gets me hooked in the
0: same way. Okay, good to know. Uh, I may have to check that out. Uh, on Ozark...
1: Yeah, I think it's worth it.
0: Okay. Uh, there's somebody I want to brag on Season 3 of Ozark. As, as somebody who uh, was a fan, and granted, he was on during some of the worst uh, last years of Guiding Light. But, but a guy who stood oh, out, God. a brilliant actor, Tom Pelfrey. Tom Pelfrey plays the brother in Season 3. Russ, you got to admit, oh, that, yeah, that yeah. guy... That guy is balls, Russ Cullen. That guy is friggin' amazing.
1: Yeah, he's good. He, uh, I know him from uh, Iron Fist. Okay. In Iron Fist on Netflix, he was very good. Man. Okay. He's a terrific actor. He really is.
0: Yes. Yes, he is. He's one of those guys where, and it, it's funny because you know we've it, it talked about this on air and off air with people over a period of time. Like you, you have some. The actors that are just on the ultimate, ultimate top, like Brian Cranston, are the ones that are the ultimate chameleons. Yeah. They can do everything. For yeah. most other ones, and I compare him to Aaron Paul. For Aaron Paul, he has to be in a range of things that kind of suit him. He's amazing when he's in that range. But most actors, probably 99% of them out there, the really good ones, have to be somewhere in there. For Tom Pelfrey, if it's anything that has any amount of intensity, because he was a very intense character on Guiding Light, I'm guessing he was intense okay. on what you were talking about. Oh, yeah. Very intense in Ozark. Yeah. When Tom Pelfrey is doing intensity, there's no equal for him. I think.
1: Yeah, Pelfrey, um, the Iron Fist is a um, is a marvel.
0: So it's a, it was a marvel uh, show for for Netflix. And okay. Now it's probably going to be
1: on if they if they do any more of them, it'll be on Disney Plus. Uh, really good though. Okay. It's the same thing all the Marvel and, good and to know. Very engaging.
0: Yeah. Alright, yeah, I'm I'm i I'm a, a fan. Alright, so I just drew out another oh, recommendation. Welcome, okay, yes. nice. Yeah, I good, good to good to find out. Johnny Adams right he had four recommendations actually. Uh, Mind Hunter, I've seen season one and it was pretty good. Right. Gotta get around to season two. Okay. Is how, how does season two relate to season one? Is it as good?
1: Uh, season two was just
0: as good. I was okay. very excited about it caught me by surprise that it was coming out really good as good as season one i like where they're taking the characters the guy with the buzz cut mm-hmm. um i like him although he's annoying at times. he reminds me of rex lion um and that annoys me <laughs> okay uh the uh oh by the way um uh, another one, the third one is another one that I have to get around to, uh, to, to catching up on Game of Thrones. I will do this at some point. I
1: don't care. I don't care about it. Okay,
0: I You're not, I'm you're not. not, okay. And then the other one that Johnny recommends, and, uh, I think, I, I, this sounds like one I'm going to like is Godless. He said that's a really good one also, too, so. Which one? Uh, Godless. You can find it on Netflix. I believe oh, it, it's like, a, it's a, it's a fairly modern Western, is it not? I think. Yeah,
1: let me see. Maybe I did watch that one.
0: Okay. That uh, by, by the way, while you're doing this, an oversight on my part. I'm I'm continuing to think of things here, and something I actually forgot to mention under the comedy banner was uh, Silicon Valley. I would be remiss if I oh, didn't put I'm that. I liked
1: Silicon Valley, but the last season was, was a little mixed.
0: It was so great. Yeah, it had its ups and downs the last season, okay. but what a friggin' cast! I mean, it's the, the the shows that do a lot of casting of comedians for big parts. It's generally very good. Uh, I know
1: we should say, too, for, I'm going to give an honorable mention for on the drama side, which is fairly recent, only because they came out with the movie last year that I was so looking forward to, Deadwood. Um, the series is great, and the movie was great. Like, Square did a yes. tremendous job on all of it.
0: Yes. Deadwood is on my list, and uh, yes, you are absolutely correct about that in my estimation. Uh, we'll come back as you're looking for for that information there. Uh, uh, other t- I don't know. Godless you don't. Okay. Godless. Yeah. Then that's uh, it, it's a modern Western, I believe, and uh, I from everything I've seen, I think it is something that I would enjoy. Chris Galloway recommends Patriot, Ozark, and The Expanse, which he says is a sci-fi uh, series.
1: Yeah, I, I've gotten out of some sci-fi. I, I watched. I really loved the space, and
0: that was good. There's okay. A new one. Um, I watched a few seasons, I like Parker Posey,
1: I I think it's very good, Um, but I've gotten out of, there's so much um, sci-fi there that I don't watch them all now.
0: Well, here's the thing, and this might sound weird coming from a wrestling fan, but I'm not huge into sci-fi just because I have an issue with suspension of disbelief. I'm not, if it's a dimension that's (laughs) different than mine, Russ Cohen, well wrestling happens in my dimension, right? So it's like, I can okay. imagine that. It's like I have a hard time going into another world. Having said that, I have a show that is on my honorable mention coming up here that is a hybrid of sci-fi and the spy genre. We'll get to that. Uh, you may have some okay. ideas as to what that is. Ron Glasnap, once again, going old school. Again, I have not much of an idea where you would find these things streaming-wise, but uh, Dallas, Dynasty, and Law and & Order. Uh, love uh, Dallas uh, back in the day. On every 10 minutes, that's that true. Find
1: everywhere.
0: Well, that's true. Um, yeah.
1: Dallas Dynasty. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, I loved Dallas back in the day, especially. I mean, sure. Anything up until the the quote unquote fake death of Bobby. You know, from there on yeah, in, it was kind of goofy. But uh, Dynasty, I, some of it I liked, some of it I didn't. I, I was never as huge into Dynasty back in the day. We, I liked it. No,
1: I I like it uh
0: it definitely had its uh its options. It, it I didn't
1: care about the reboot.
0: I watched it and it was like it was nice just to see some of the stuff there, but then some of it was you know, some of it was just really weird to be honest. So yeah, and it yeah. was and, and how they tried to do the death of JR and shoot around that, it was you know, it's hard <laughs> you can't do Dallas without Larry Hagman, sorry. No. But uh then you got uh Dave Adams with uh again, old school in a couple of ways, MASH West Wing and X Files. Our Jason Jones would certainly uh, agree on West Wing. At last count, he had watched that uh, entire loop. I think 147 times, and that was a couple of years ago. I so I don't even care. I I can, I have a harder time getting into Aaron Sorkin stuff than a lot of people, to be honest with you. So yeah, it's it's not on my list. My three probably drama is the toughest one for me to make a cutoff of three. But here's my three, and in order. Breaking Bad, Justified, Fargo, and since Fargo's an anthology, I will be more specific and say season two is the best. To me, season two is the greatest anthology season ever, uh, but, uh, I'll put down Fargo collectively, uh, in that order. So, staying in the kind you know of the...
1: Fargo. Breaking Bad, I'm into the last season now, so I can't really comment too much, but it's been really good, um... I, I should say for, I don't know if this is a drama or it's a comedy, but I think it's both. Um, I like Shameless a lot on Showtime. That's been really good. And
0: and I also do like Homeland on Showtime. Okay. Sure the, if the pandemic didn't happen,
1: I probably wouldn't have caught up with both of them. And they're both excellent shows.
0: I was encouraged to watch uh, 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 Homeland. Uh, recently by a friend and uh if, if you're seconding that i probably will this exactly. is one of these things no where idea. i won't i'm not going to say and, and again this isn't even necessarily a name that anybody would get but it could be the name of a friend that might be listening to this at some point i've never watched shameless because from everything i've heard it reminds me of the life story of a friend of mine and i'm just afraid i would be depressed so okay. <laughs> I, I think it might be well, there i mean
1: There's a certain amount that you'll laugh at. There's a certain amount that is definitely dramatic. And there's a certain amount that you do get depressed
0: about. And, well, that's it, too. Like, you should never watch a show if the depressing part of it might potentially remind you of somebody. Particularly if it's a friend. Because that'll just make you sad for your friend's situation. And so, yes, I don't don't want to get into that. But, by the way, too, if you love Deadwood, and Deadwood's on my honorable mention list, I think you'd enjoy Justified. That is another example of, I would say, a modern Western. It's set in Appalachia, but it's basically as though it was a Wild West show in today's America. So it's it's I really, it, uh huh.
1: Didn't, didn't love it.
0: Okay. Well, not all I mean, of these. No, no, no.
1: I did watch Justified. No, no. Sorry, I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, Justified was
0: good. No, yeah. I did watch it. Yeah, it's 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 one of my all-time favorites, uh, definitely. And uh, Fargo, uh, I don't know. That does uh, so. So that's not that one that you're into, huh? Okay. No, nope, no, nope. I
1: don't care about the funny accents. Uh, too slow moving.
0: Don't care. Okay. All right. Not everything is for everybody. Uh, the first one here. This is one that was on, I think, Hulu previously. It was a Canadian show. I think on Showcase. I don't know if it can still be found anywhere easily. A show called Endgame. It is about yeah, I don't a. Know. It's about a it's it's set in Vancouver. It's about a chess master might sound a little convoluted, but here it goes. so a chess master whose fiance was killed by these assassins, and he develops a disorder where he becomes afraid to go outside, so he's basically a prisoner of this Vancouver hotel, and in order okay. to make money to pay his hotel bills. He, with the help of some friends on the outside, remotely takes on crime solving cases because he basically solves them as though they were chess matches and okay. applies himself to, you know, and they, there's a lot of chessboard visuals and stuff. It's definitely different, if nothing else. Uh, a lot of my other yeah, stuff, it's not it is different. I really uh, recommend it. Uh, a lot of the other stuff I have here is more conventional. The Shield. True Detective, I really enjoyed uh, Season 2. People crapped on it, but I thought the it was... was great. The yeah, was great. yeah, it was. Uh, season 2, and, and by the way, and, and some of... And and I hope uh, people don't uh, take this as damning with faint praise, because I am a big Vince Vaughn fan, but maybe some of the best acting of Vince Vaughn's career, especially late in Season 2 of True Detective. Really awesome. Uh Bill... yeah, I don't
1: care about True Detective. Um, the okay. Wire is great.
0: I'm still watching The Wire, but it didn't make my list. It's it's okay. Really? It's okay. Well, okay. Russ, to me, everything is about the versus the bar of expectations. Everybody's been telling me it's yeah. one of the greatest shows of all time. It's okay, but I just, you know.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say of all time. Huh?
0: But everybody seems to think it is, and I just can't get past the bar of expectations uh it it, it's it's worth checking out i'm sure i'll get back into it at some point during this pandemic but uh, i haven't yet uh billions is always one of my favorites uh it's got great to be back in a new season right now a better call saul uh is awesome uh just uh just wrapped up another great season there uh the great stars show magic city set in 1959 miami it's uh, the the tale of a hotel owner who becomes caught between the mob, uh, the, uh, the the Cuban rebels slash revolution, all kinds of stuff. Basically, everything in down there in 1959 Miami Beach. Uh, I should definitely check that out. House of Cards is on my list, as I said. Deadwood, another great stars like drama. Yeah. yeah, House of Cards is uh, is pretty awesome most of the way through. Last season, not as much, I think uh boss another great show from stars only two seasons long but some of the best uh Kelsey Grammer performances it was i th- i thought it was really really good i thought it was uh an excellent show uh a dramatization of a uh dynastic chicago mayor i wonder where they got that concept huh and uh and uh dealing with uh threats to his power and dealing with uh, i think louis body disease uh, and, and and navigating that secretly without anybody else finding out, lest they be able to exploit that on him. Here, another couple of HBO shows: Oz and The Sopranos. Uh, two of the old school HBO dramas. Yeah, I mean,
1: Sopranos. Like, if we're doing an all-time one, sure. I mean, yeah. Again, I, I, I wasn't going to name every show. Oz, I was not a fan of them.
0: Okay, I I, I haven't seen all of Oz, but I've enjoyed what I've seen. Uh, on Hulu, eleven twenty-two sixty-three. Highly recommend it. One of my friends obnoxiously idea. said okay. to me, The book was better. Well, maybe it was. I never read the book. But, uh, you know, as as a, as a miniseries, it was pretty doggone good. Speaking of Hulu, they really have uh, they, low key, they really have some excellent dramas. They don't get a lot of ink for it, but they do. Shut Eye is really good. Uh, you and I both know how good Michael Donovan is. And, yeah. you know, so he is really good on there. I've never watched that show. He plays against type, which is interesting. He really plays against type, and it's it's just fascinating to watch in that way. The same way he does in Fargo Season 2, by the way. But uh, also, The Path. I mentioned Aaron Paul before. The Path, really, really good. A dramatization of an upstate New York cult. They don't see themselves as a cult, but uh, an excellent show. Uh, the People vs. O.J. Simpson. Watched that on FX when it was on. It was really good. I recommend not it. not
1: bothering. Like, don't get me involved with any O.J. Stuff anymore, I've seen it, I've lived it, I'm done
0: with it. The highlight of the series, to me, there are just so many things that they were doing, I think, to try to make the audience laugh. And by the way, it was funny reading some reviews because you had David Schwimmer playing Robert Kardashian, so a lot of reviewers kept referring to him as Ross Car- uh, uh, Ross Kardashian because he was doing. He was doing the hangdog face the whole time, the David Schwimmer hangdog face, and it was just amazing. But there's a scene in there, like, I don't think this actually happened. I think they just put it in there to pop the audience of where his, as soon as his family started getting a little bit of notoriety from the case, and his daughters were like, hey, we're famous now. I was like, you know, let me tell you girls, you know, it's all about the quality of your character, not being famous for fame's God, sake. <laughs> like. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you know. I would
1: have respect for the series if they would have showed a viewer at home when they did the split screen, and they were a Knicks fan like me, and getting the screen minimized and yelling at the screen, like, "Why the hell are you doing
0: this now?" <laughs> yeah, I just learned something. So you were you were still seriously into the NBA in '94? I didn't know that. I was <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> All I right. Was. Uh, interesting. You learn something Not new every year. A year or two after I was
1: done. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well yeah, once once they signed with Charles
0: Freewell I was done.
1: Uh
0: are you watching any of uh The Last Dance? No. It uh l- let me tell you something. Obviously they gave Michael Jordan final cut because uh, one of the things that just obviously. Yeah. Well and he you know, as long as we're gonna be parochial Rusco and he airbrushed the ninety two calves right out of existence, which pisses me off. Oh. We' We gave them all they wanted in that series, Russ and the rest of the ma- nation might not remember hey, that, but I, I do. I
1: mean, if they're going to airbrush stuff, I, I i mean, this whole thing about people making Scotty Pippen out to be more than he is, um, this, I mean, again, Scotty wasn't even on the floor when Tony Kukoc tried up the series against the Knicks, but eventually lost, um, and Phil Jackson was mad at him. I mean, like Michael Jordan would have never done.
0: I would agree with that. Uh, as as far as far as Crumbs Kraus, look, he is the guy that broke it up, which is stupid. So I don't know that it's pot- although if you're saying some of that should be aimed in Reinsdorf's direction, I wouldn't argue with you. Uh, because Absolutely. yeah, Reinsdorf seems to be skating a little bit much here. The other thing is too yes. that the whole and I like the thing about Pippen is and and they've covered a lot about Rodman and part of this is with Jordan, I I think having final cut. It's a deal where there was a big three with a rebounder before Rodman. His name was Horace Grant. And by the way, Horace Grant is the guy I felt as a Cavs fan that ripped our heart out in the '92 East Finals more than anybody else. Because watching, and, and you know what? Eerie for all the parallels between Jordan and LeBron in the '20, I think 17 East playoffs versus Atlanta. I think it was the East Finals. Tristan Thompson did the same thing to Atlanta and was a key player. The way that you rip the other team's heart out is with offensive rebounds. Because the Bulls had yep. come down, Jordan or Pippen, anytime they'd miss a shot, yeah, they missed a shot, oh, crap, they got the ball back. Horace Grant yep. did that to us the, the whole constant, series.
1: That's the worst feeling.
0: Yes, man. and what happened is, because Jordan blames him for being the leaker to, for the Jordan rules, he basically got airbrushed and I was like that's the minute I knew yeah. Jordan had final cut like if you're not giving Horace Grant any credit then you know it's it's crap I'm still watching it yeah, uh, to
1: me to me it's no longer a documentary because he edited the documentary so it's not a yeah
0: documentary. yeah and this this right here this is a little sneak preview Ben Shue and I are going to do a little uh recap of it uh afterwards we'll okay. we'll talk about it afterwards